Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the debut podcast of Tell Janelle. Hi, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am the owner and CEO of the Exodus Investment Group and the Tell Janelle podcast. Be sure to check us out online. Our website is telljanelle.com. That's T-E-L-L-J-E-A-N-E-L-L.com. And also, if you'd like to hear more, let us know. Contact us by email at Janelle at telljanelle.com. Or you can definitely call us with any questions, concerns, or just let us know how we're doing. Our telephone number is 214-600-8509. Now today we're talking to my longtime friend, Sabrina May. I'd like to introduce the topic of teenage pregnancy. When I was younger, I got pregnant very young and Sabrina got pregnant even younger. She was in 13 or 14 years old. We want to talk about how we navigated the process because we just couldn't figure it out. We struggled with emotions. For me personally, I struggled with so many thoughts of suicide. I felt isolated and I just didn't know what to do. So in this podcast, I want to talk about that and help someone else who's struggling with those emotions and don't know what to do. So stay tuned and listen in. So um, you said something that kind of struck a nerve um, with me. Well, not a nerve, just made me kind of think about when we were growing up, we had all these big plans. You had planned your wedding, your wedding dress, your song, how you're going to come in, sing it to your new husband. <laughs> and, you know, our lives took a very different um, <laughs> path, path from what we thought it was going to be. So, so um, tell, tell God your plan and see, don't he throw a monkey wrench in that stuff. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> So for me, I'm not sure like if I, I knew I wanted to get married, but I wasn't sure um, how that was going to happen. I knew, you know, I had some little crushes in high school, but you know, really I never dated in high school. You know, my dad, he wasn't getting down like that. I couldn't, yeah, I nah. couldn't have my friends. Everybody was scared of Roy Lee Fitzpatrick. So, right, right. Yeah, so that didn't work. So I think with that happening and me not being able to date, I think I was really I don't, I don't want to say desperate, but maybe eager to get out there and date or to find somebody, fall in love. Cause you know, when you we grow up, we see Cinderella and I think they should burn all Cinderella Snow White books because they never end like that. And I think that gives us like <laughs> a false sense of hope. You know, this, you know, you go through all these troubles and then this man comes in, he says, I love you. He kisses you and you live happily ever after. So my what? story isn't like that at all. No, it's not always the happily ever after. You do have some role models that you can see as far as marriages. Um, you know, I take my grandparents for for a fact, you know, on both sides. My dad's side and my mom's side. Right. Um, you know, granted, my grandfather on my dad's side passed away, you know, when, at an early age for me. But as far as my, my, my mom's parents, they were together and they literally was till death do us part. Um, I know and you see that and it's like I'm sure they might have had some bad times or whatever the case may be but that's not something that I saw and that's not something that we saw Um, all we ever saw was you know the loving and the family gatherings and just everybody coming together as one Um, you know that's just what what I saw Um, I also look at you know even my, my parents at you know at some point in time you know it was all peachy key for me, you know, hey, everything was all hunky-dory, you know, but then you, as you get older, you start seeing things for yourself, and you're like, oh, okay, 
oh okay this ain't supposed to be like this right you know and then I had my aunts you know looked up to them and their marriages and stuff like that it's like you know what I can be just like that yeah did you want to did I want to get married yeah I thought about it did I want to have kids oh no no lord no I didn't want no kids <laughs> didn't want no kids I just wanted to be footloose and fancy free I want to travel the world I want to do all that want to go off to a black college when I got out of high school yeah like you said tell God your plans monkey wrench for real in this next clip Sabrina's gonna explain how she had a monkey wrench thrown at her by getting pregnant not once but twice in high school Right. So let's kind of talk about some of the monkey wrenches that we experienced. So I grew up um, with you like a sister. I was at your grandparents' house every Sunday. It was just like the movie Soul Food where grandma would make this big spread and everyone would eat. We laugh. Mm -hmm. We have a good time. And that was like a perfect example of what marriage and love should look like. Mm-hmm. And just growing up and seeing them, that was beautiful. And I know, you know, we were cheerleaders growing up and we spent the night at each other's houses. So I'm not sure if you're able to talk about when you told me that you were actually pregnant and you were, I think, were you 13, 14? I was 14, scared to death, um, didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, actually didn't find out till I was like three months pregnant. And um, wrote a letter to my mom, and that's how she found out because I was mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest was like, okay, went to the doctor, they confirmed it. She was like, you know, you got to tell your grandparents. I'm like, oh Lord, I don't want to do that. I won't break my grandparents' heart. I know. I just don't want to do that. I'm like, I don't want to break my grandparents' heart. I don't want to break my parents' heart because I'm sure they had a different road for me, different path, but that's just not that's not the way it was so at age 15 I had my son and um, I never looked back you know it was all about striving to make sure I graduated from high school because I didn't want to be a statistic Um, you know I was even trying to get out of school early I was trying to graduate my junior year just right and I missed it by one class so I was like man so I ended up just graduating early my senior year and then walking with my class later on. And then during my senior year in high school is when, bam, voila, what happened? Number two. <laughs> right. Signed. Look, remember I signed up for, to join the Air Force. Couldn't join the Air Force because I was pregnant. I was like, Lord Jesus, right. what the world? Um, so graduated with her, well, pregnant with her, graduated, walked with the class, still, and then enrolled into vocational, like travel and tourism. I did that, got a diploma in travel and tourism, and, and had her, and just started working and taking care. I couldn't apply for nothing in travel and tourism because I was too young. When I became pregnant, I felt alone. I felt isolated and ashamed of my situation and how could I get myself in this position? Sabrina and I talk about that and how we navigated it. She did it a lot better than I did. And you you had a great support system though because your aunts, they they didn't play. They were just, you know, phenomenal. Um, Yeah. 
they surrounded you as and it was like okay this is just something that happens and we just kept moving forward it like i said it wasn't something that we recognized as like a teen mom or a teen pregnancy it was just something that happened and i always wanted um that for myself but me i got pregnant um young too i was um 20 when i got pregnant i had britney when i was 21 and me i had all these thoughts like suicidal thoughts um I felt isolated and my dad, you know, he wasn't always a preacher, but him being a preacher and just disappointing him and the church, I felt like I had no place to turn. Yeah, you get that. Like I couldn't you tell get me. that in the church too, because I got that in the church the first time. Cause you know, it was like after a while it was like it just started being a lot of other young pregnant teens being pregnant within the church. But what made me feel real good also being in the church was my uncle who was also the pastor of um the church um Reverend Dunbar he um he just got up there and he just spoke and he just told them all y'all over here sh- uh, turning y'all noses at these young ladies uh all y'all ain't been saints all your lives y'all was pregnant having kids out of wedlock this that, and yeah and you can't be showing you know looking down on them y'all need to embrace them and love them at least they still here oh, yeah you know so mm-hmm. I mean he just told him like it was and it had nothing to do with just because it was me but it was just you know that it, it's what needed to be said and they need and he preached on it you know right. so after that I had no issues you know <laughs> and I feel like a lot of times in church you know because my dad's a pastor too Reverend Roy Lee Fitzpatrick and I have to give him a shout out Dr. Reverend Roy Lee Fitzpatrick at Greater Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church 901 West Buckeye Road in Phoenix Arizona <laughs> he's a <laughs> he's woo-hoo, a pastor too and daddy. it's yes yeah, gone daddy woo-hoo. but for me um that church hurt is something that I I it's hard for me to get get over I'm not sure if it was because I was a preacher's kid and I was closer to the pastor and I heard you know the backstories how they talked or how the other sisters or deaconesses talked about um young girls but for me um being hurt in the church I know I found that a lot of my ch- my hurt came from mm-hmm. church of course and a lot of my shame came from of church course. so I wanted to talk about that I know we had um you know experienced hurt by being pregnant and and not married mm-hmm. that was a big mm-hmm. thing of course. right because it was like where's or where's they where's that baby's daddy mm-hmm. at and you ain't getting married mm-hmm. and, and you know they, they made you feel really bad about your situations in this last and final clip we talk about what we would have told our younger selves in comparison to what we know today for me i would have had a long conversation with the little janelle My thing is, and I still tell a lot of people this, you do have a child. If that man's going to be there, he's going to be there. If he's not going to be there, it's still about that child. You need to take care of that child. Whatever you do, your mindset is going to have to be, what do I have to do to make sure myself and my child is taken care of? You can't be hemming and hawing and running after this man. No. That child is that respond is your responsibility. That is your priority to make sure that child is taken care of. So you Amen. need to do whatever you have to do to make sure that that child is protected, that child is safe, and very well taken care of.
Not having all of the answers is a normal facet of growth. Fear of the unknown can be scary at times. If you've struggled in your love life, make sure you love yourself first and pray to God for the answers. If you're in a domestic violence relationship, call 800-799-7233 and surround yourself with people who celebrate you. Be intentional in your growth process and know that all things are working for your good. And I've changed my mind. Fairy tales do come true in God's timing. Prince Charming, here I come. Well, our time is up. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Next time, we'll be discussing relationship goals between men and women. Be sure to check out our website at www.telljanelle.com and send your questions and feedback to our email address, which is Janelle at telljanelle.com. Until next time, take good care of yourselves and thanks for listening.